Some words of Jesus just before his ascension. Behold, he says, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you're clothed with power. Well, we all know, of course, the invention of the steam engine at the beginning of the 19th century and how it revolutionized the whole of our understanding of travel and mobility. And all, of course, in the name of power, a power which was released by putting fire under water. Hence the power of steam. Yes, because water with fire under it reaches a particular point, a boiling point, which we call a conversion point, when it's converted into steam with the power to drive. John the Baptist, you remember, said that he was going to baptize with water, but he said Jesus would follow him and he will baptize with water and the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus said of himself, I've come, he says, to bring fire on the earth and how am I straightened until it shall be accomplished. Yes, the fire of the Spirit and the waters of our baptism have the power to convert men and women like you and me, disciples of Jesus, and turn us into apostles, bring us to that point in our lives when we are overflowing with the love of God who has been given, poured into our hearts, as it says, by the Holy Spirit. That's what Christians are supposed to be. Men and women empowered and sent and driven into ministry and mission for the whole world. So Jesus in the Gospel of John says to those disciples, as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. But there was, and there is another essential ingredient in this explosive chemistry we call mission, which empowers and drives the church into mission. What did we read in that reading, the first reading a moment ago? There was a sound as of a mighty rushing wind which filled the house where those apprehensive disciples were seated, which changed, converted, and transformed them into the apostles as the foundation of the one Catholic and apostolic church. And here we are 2,000 years later, that same power driving the same church into ministry and mission. Yes. Wind, a sign as of a sound as of a mighty rushing wind. Ruach, it's a wonderful word in, uh, in, in Hebrew. Spirit, breath, breeze, the breath of fresh air. God, give to your church today, for God's sake, a breath of fresh air so that the fire will take and the water will give us that power to be driven afresh into mission. So Jesus breathed on them in that little beginning of that little Pentecost in John's gospel, rather like this little wren church before the big wren church of the cathedral, before the big Pentecost in the book of Acts of the Apostles. I can still see my mother now 
when I was a little boy, trying to get a fire going. She used to put, <laughs> rather difficultly, she used to put a piece of newspaper over the front of the fireplace to get a draft going, as she was saying, to get the fire going. And sometimes she would actually breathe on the fire to see if she could get the smoldering coals to come alive. I think that's what God's trying to do with his church today. He's trying to breathe on us afresh to see if he can get some smoldering coals like you and me into flame and into the power of ministry and mission. So Pentecost, the power of Pentecost like fire under water, brings about a conversion point from a clique of rather apprehensive, defensive Christians like you and me to become the explosive Catholic apostolic church of Jesus Christ both individually and corporately. So the church may be fired up again, empowered and driven by the Spirit of God. Well, that dangerous word power, I can't finish until I just pick that up again because the word power is not altogether a good word. Wait till you're clothed with power, he says. Sadly, of course, the church has misused its power, hasn't it? Throughout the whole of our history, pretty well. We've aligned that power with political power, with the power of privilege, with economic power, substituting, yes, coercion for conversion. Yes, and they're very different. Sadly, we're reaping today, I think, what we've sown over the centuries. But the lovely thing about being a Christian is you can always have another chance. And I truly believe that God is giving to his church in our day another chance. Yes, another chance to swap from imperial power into true authority. So I think, in conclusion, this season of Pentecost, this season of the Spirit, let's have a twofold prayer. A prayer for a new springtime of loving for God's church throughout the world, for this church and the churches to which we all belong. And also, a new springtime of loving and Pentecost for each one of us individually. Yes, God is indeed merciful and incredibly patient with us individually and with his church corporately. And let us pray that by the power of the Spirit, the institutional church will be changed and transformed into the body of Christ so that men and women out there may see something of the face of Jesus in his church today because his promise is still true. What did he say? I, if I be lifted up, will draw, attract all men and women to me. So it's Jesus they want to see and they want to see him in you and me, in his church, the body of Christ on earth in the 21st century. So let our prayer be, come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful people and kindle afresh within each one of us the fire of your love. Amen.